Hello and welcome to another edition of the Smart B Racing Update. I'm your host Lewis and alongside me is my co-host Bryce. How's your week been Bryce? Yeah, good thanks Lewis. Thanks for having me mate. Uh, back off a uh, week off and well done to anyone that jumped on Atmospheric Rock with a peach of a ride two weeks ago in the highway. Uh, I did say mate highways were the sump for some reason I seem to be able to have a bit of luck in them. Um, yeah, it was a really good steer. So well done that anyone that jumped on uh, might have, I think it went up to about $9 at one point. So hopefully we got more winners in this batch for this weekend, mate. That's it. That's it for sure. Um, and firstly, I just wanted to apologise. There was no show last week. Uh, we had a few audio issues and then ran out of time late in the day on Friday. Um, so we couldn't post, but it was nice to get a few messages asking why it wasn't up. So at least there's a few out there listening. Um Obviously, there are a few shows in now. I thought maybe we could start, Bryce, um, and touch on a little bit about our backgrounds and how we got into racing. Um, do you want to start with that? Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things where it wasn't really family-based either because I know a lot of people have got a sort of maybe an uncle or a, a parent or someone that's been into it. But my parents never really brought me up with racing, but my best mate did uh, work in the stables all the time and... He sort of had a bit of inside info back down in Tassie where I used to live. Um, his stepdad's Gary White, who has pretty pretty good stable there. They recently just won a really big feature race um, with, a, with a $15 chance. So I kind of learned a bit of information through there and um, Gary would always chew my ear off when I was sitting with him. And I'm sure anyone else that knows him would say the same. And then I guess once I got of age, I had a small bet here and there, but I just realised it's one of those things, like anything, if, if you put the time in and sort of dedicate the hours, you get the results. And I started putting more time in, getting more winners, and realised that there was a lot behind it. Initially, I just kind of thought it was a, if it was a picket fence, that it was going to win again. That was all I thought. And then there's, you know, there's a good 20 or 30 things in the formula I've got in my head when I'm looking at form. So... I think, as you would know as well, mate, once you start getting the winners, you start thinking, okay, this is this is doable. And you, ju- you just have to dedicate time. And, yeah, I started doing that. Eventually, I uh, started working with, with Dean. And it's um, it's been a really good process from there and been fun to find winners for a lot of people. It's always nice to get messages from, from people that have had a bet and found a winner. And I know uh, I had a couple this morning from people that jumped on one of my best bets on a website paying... I think seven or eight dollars so it's one of those things where it's nice to get other people winners as well as yourself and i found that rewarding found it satisfying decided to pursue it and just like anything the more time you put in the more you seem to get out of it so that was sort of my background mate and like i said wasn't really family orientated but i was getting a, a bit of bit of info from it back down in tassie now i'm brizzy based but what about yourself mate what got you into racing yeah i'm, I'm similar in the fact that um Whilst my mum rode horses growing up, um, certainly wasn't into the betting side of things. One of my schoolmates, Will's um, dad, Jace, was a bookie in Victoria. Um, we used to go up to Ballarat and Seymour in the school holidays when we were about 15, and I just absolutely loved it. Um, you know, the whole puzzle of, of doing the form, as you've sort of talked about, and, um, and yeah, just grown from there. I've since done a bit of work for Racing Rant and, and Winning Edge, few other bits and pieces here and there but um 
yeah, just absolutely love it. Love love tucking into the form um, and seeing if we can't find a winner. Um, anyway, let's talk about some racing news. Uh, firstly, um, there was some really sad news earlier in the week with the passing of the 2021 Melbourne Cup winner, Very Elegant, um, overseas. I think she was having her first foal. Um, awfully sad news. Um, did you have any memories of her? Oh, mate, yeah, it was feel for all connections and, and anyone involved. I'm sure most people in, in the racing in the racing world felt sad about it. It's a horse that I'm, I'm pretty sure most Australians at some point would have been on. I've, mate, I probably would have won seven or eight races um, at least back in Very Elegant. It's just one of those horses that never was out of the finish. And you always were going to see it fighting at the end. It's a heck of a horse. And, yeah, very sad for connections. Oh, in terms of the Melbourne Cup, I was uh, was on the favourite that year when when it won. But I was also happy at the same time because who, who was, you know, I didn't really expect it. It was around that 10 or $11 mark. But you could see the emotion from J-Mac when he won the race. And you could see what it meant to him. And just, yeah, one of the best horses to, to come out of Australia, let alone the world. And you won't see many that consistent ever. So, yeah, really sad news, mate. Did, did you have many memories with, with Very Elegant? I just the same. I, I can't say as I ever back to seven or eight times and collected, but um, yeah, she's obviously a terrific horse. Um, yeah, it was her Melbourne Cup win was absolutely outstanding that year, and um, yeah, really sad news. We've seen a sort of J Mac and Waller and a few of the connections come out and speak about her. Clearly, she's a very very special horse, and um, will deal be dearly missed. Um, the other thing I guess I thought we should touch on was the whole Jimmy Star saga mm-hmm. uh, with the Williams ride last week. Heavily, heavily, heavily backed. I think maybe might have gone up a dollar seventy, dollar eighty earlier in the week and jumped as low as maybe dollar dollar thirty, dollar twenty eight, somewhere around there. Um, obviously, Kieran wasn't overly impressed with the ride, um, but the pace over position crew on Twitter were quick to jump to Craig's defence. Have you got any thoughts on it? Yeah, look, I was on it myself as well. It was kind of like my banker for the weekend. And I I think the reason why there's been so much debate is because I can see both sides. I can see, first off, um, the patterns with horses. And I was kind of thinking of a good horse to use for an example, and one I reckon is Pride of Jenny. Imagine if you rode Pride of Jenny and snicked it to last, the uproar from people that would be on it. You know what the horse is like, loves to bowl along in front. So... I can see what people are saying with its pattern. It, it never leads. It likes to have a back to follow. And I, I'm 100% sure some horses prefer that. Prior to Jenny, if you, if you snicked it to last and didn't let it lead 10 lengths in front, it wouldn't be getting near Mr. Brightside. I'm, I'm just confident of that. So, and horses like that. So horses do have patterns, but I can also see the side of Willow took a chance, went to the lead, and, mate, if you ask me where I want my horse, it's in front. So... I can see both. I can see he took a chance and went to the front. And uh, it's a 50 50 one, isn't it? And, and I think if any jockey is getting slammed, Craig Williams is probably one of the most, if not the most respectful jockey in the way he talks and he presents himself. He's got so much time for the media and fans and he's very likable. So it is a bit of a shame to see him get grilled for this and uh, grilled for the uh, ex Everest winner. So. It is a tricky one, mate. I was I would have preferred it ridden with cover, but then again, I just think he took a chance on the day. And it's, yeah, I think if the horse is in the lead and it doesn't win, you could almost say it had every chance. 
I think it had every chance, but it was ridden upside down. That's that was my take. What did you think? No, I couldn't. I'm um, nothing to add to that. To be honest, I thought that was a pretty pretty good summation of the whole scenario. I think. Um, yeah, no, nah, nothing more to add. Let's let's try and find some winners. Um, we'll start up in Sydney, then we'll head down to Caulfield. Um, race one at Rose Hill is a fifteen hundred meter midway. Who do you like, you, Brass? Yeah, really bullish on this one, mate. Probably my best bet. Um, Tab put it up ten dollars into four eighty at the moment. So, heavily tried. First up um, was this one's called Glad You Think So. It's now favourite. Um, just with the weight here, mate, Molly Burke drops a stack of weight. First up run, she sat about two or three lengths off the pack, darted for an inside run, didn't get it, should have won the race. Now just drops a heap of weight. That form looks fine behind Soldier of Rome, and I just think it's the best horse in this race. You go back last prep, a couple of good wins, and then it was only a length off Raff Attack and Tom Kitten. So I think class gets it home. Whether it wants further is a query, but, yeah, that looks the best horse in the race for me. Smart Legends had its chance both starts, and then, you go out to double figures. So I'm pretty bullish. That'd be very close. Just needs the gap uh, at the right time. It'll probably sit a pair or two off them. So just just a good ride from Molly Burke to split a gap, and I think it'll win. Very good. Moving on to race two, the highway handicap. I was going to give a pump up to you about keeping that winner the other week, but you've already given yourself a little pump up. So you're going <laughs> with atmospheric rock. Oh, look, I'm, I think this is one I'm going to sit out and see how scratchings go because the, the, it's pretty much drawn it's pretty much drawn in Hobart. Um, but we'll see how we go. I'll, I'll be backing that in Palazzo Prince. I just think I've been on Palazzo Prince both starts. If, if anyone has time to go watch its last start replay, was came from the proper clouds. It was Apprentice was aboard. She took a chance, uh, Chelsea Hillier, and found somewhat found a gap, and it just absolutely ripped home, mate. One of the best wins I've seen for a while. So... Whether that's the right form or not, I'm not sure, but they don't often do that. So that's a line finder. I just think it's $6. If this, if it comes in a bit with, with scratchings, that could be anything. That's the one that's untapped at the moment. Atmospheric rock respect, but 11 starts. We know where its ceiling is, so I'm, I'd be saving on that a little bit. But, yeah, mate, Palazzo Prince, maybe if it gets, gets a few more barriers in, could bet at $6. Race nine is a benchmark 94, 1,100 metres. Jay Mack and James Cummings team up with the favourite red card. It looks to be relatively solid there, early in betting. Um, thrilled and thrilled and Derry Grover on the next line. Who do you like in this? Yeah, going to go with Libertad. I know it's a wide draw first up. Bit of a query. I'm just going to watch the market, mate. But you go back last prep, two lengths off cylinder. I think a run like that wins this, a BM94. I'm just not. I'm just not quite sold on red card. Just really mixes its form. Its best is very good, and Frilds. Just I just don't think that that's the form around cylinder. Look at the weight Libertad's got as well. Fifty-five kegs, so it's it's carrying two kilos lighter than when it first cylinder. So it did win fresh last prep. Just a market watch if they back it late. Oh, that'd be very competitive if Tommy Berry gets it back. And mate, he's been super since he's come back from from his uh, suspension. So I, I think that's. If that gets backed in, I'll be pretty keen. All right, let's head to Caulfield, where the feature is, of course, the Group 1 Blue Diamond. Also got the Futurity Stakes and Oakley Plate on a cracking card. Um, let's kick off in race two. I just thought there was a bet here. 
uh, down the bottom, Kin uh, for Godolphin. Um, certainly no moral and not the highest percentage horse, but um, <clears throat> its run against the bias last start was absolutely huge. Um, it maps to be in a better spot here from the good draw with Jay Carr going on. And um, at six bucks, I thought you could definitely have a bet on it. I'm not, not going to get carried away. As I say, it's, you know, two from 18, but it's got a big finish. And if it, if it gets the right uh, race shape, it's every chance to be finishing all over the top of them. You, have you got any thoughts in that race? Yeah, I've backed in a few times. When it when it when everything falls into place for it, it's it's a you're spot on, mate. It's turn of foots as good as it gets. It, it is a low percentage runner, but I, I I am you're spot on. If it gets the breaks, it's yeah, that'd be very hard to beat. That is probably the one I'd also be leaning towards having on top, just at the odds. Yeah, just interesting there. The map with Midtown Boss sort of drawing mm. out where he gets to there, whether he has to go and give Kin a start or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, I've got a lot of time for mid Midtown Boss. I tipped it up on this show a few weeks ago and it was, you know, it was heavily backed and looked the winner before um, mm. Magnerio bombed it and won and, you know, they ran good time in that race. So that certainly looks the right form line heading into this. Um, let's go to race five, um, the 1,800-metre Autumn Classic. Um, I think it's a group two, isn't it? Who do you like in this? Uh, yeah, the Autumn Classics, it's wide open, isn't it? And this is a really good card of racing. There's a stack of races you can lean a uh, heap of ways. Uh, it's a very tricky one. I'm not too sure, mate. I'm still sitting on the fence for this one. I'm, I'm going to sit out for now. Um, I'll probably make my decision come race day. Have you got anyone in mind? Uh, no, I was, I was a bit the same, to be honest. Um, thought that... Uh, a bit of time for me to see. If you go back and watch its debut win at Cranbourne, it was exceptional, um, scooting up the fence there. And then um, did a bit wrong last night at Sandown, but sort of once it was presented in the room at sort of 200, it really lengthened nicely. Um, just where it gets to from like that inside gate, 1800, staying at 1,800 metres around Caulfield, not 100% sure. Actually, I really like the win of United Kingdom at Geelong on debut. Um, back to the jump out since. Looked to jump out really, really well. It's got a bit of speed drawn underneath it again. Not 100% sure about the map, but D-Lane's on. He's in form. We know that. So potentially leading for the horse. Um, have a bet. But, uh, I'm just, sorry, out. mate. I was, um, I was on a different race. I, I do have something for this. I'll, I've gone with Caracas. Yep. Um, it, it, it just, I was keen on it uh, last year and I saw its run and thought, fair dinkum, back that next start. And then I forgot that it, that it returned. And if you go watch its win at Packenham, you can see it did a lot, it did a lot of things wrong, but the wind up that it had, and you know, when sometimes they just get that gust and they start building revs, it was just brilliant. As soon as it started going, it was never losing the race, let down beautifully. The horse it beat was second last week, so I don't think the form's too bad, but I don't think it's amazing. But Mark Zara sticks, and I just see that 1,800, the step up being perfect. If that can build up the revs and get off that off barrier two or just sit with a bit of clean air, 
I'm really keen to see what turn of foot this has got. I reckon this is a this is a stayer. It'll be better over 2,000, 2,400, but I just reckon it. I, I've jumped on at sixes. It's into five. I just think Zara Stickens a, a big call. But then you say Sox Nation. I mean, that beat Acid Watch last start in a BM70. So there's so many angles in this race. There's, there's a stack of chances. No, great. I was going to say, mate, I, th- I was pretty sure that you had one in that race. So I was wondering yeah. where you were going, but good that we got there in the end. Um, yeah. Let's keep going. Um, race seven is the group one futurity stakes. Mr. Brightside, no surprise. Mm. Short price favourite here at $1.50. Um, attrition on the next line. Who resumes? And I guess Buffalo River, who ran, you know, one of the races of his life there last start. Um, in the ore, um, it's probably been the best back there 21 into 12 dollars. Um, I think Mr. Brightside probably wins. Um, no prizes for finding him, but I thought we should touch on it briefly. Have you got any other thoughts, Dad? Yeah, I'd say he wins, he's, he's just a winner. I, I do like attrition. I was on it a few times last prep, but two lengths it needs to find to be beating Mr. Brightside. Buffalo River, what a what a run! I think I had one of my mates tip it at fifties or something like that each way, and he put up the um he put up a coma gif on Twitter after, which is pretty fair. I would have been the same. So very close from from Buffalo River, which I wouldn't have given any chance. Um, so I mean, off that last start run, it, if it repeats it, it goes close, doesn't it? It was only a head away from from Mr. Brightside, but yeah, he should just win again, mate. He's he's a dead set winner, isn't he? He is that. He is that. He's of course he's. Got the fitness, <coughs> excuse me, he's got the fitness edge on a couple of these as well. So not only has he got the class, he's got the fitness as well. So it makes it hard. Good draw. Yep. Craig Williams always seems to get it right with him. Uh, race eight, yep. of course, is the Blue Diamond Stakes. Um, I thought this race was dominated by the top four or five in the market. Um on Team Coleman here, and it has been met with some some support over the last couple of days, which is is nice to see um, after drawing well. Uh, I just thought the win first up was exceptional. You watch it through the line. I reckon it was only sort of getting mm-hmm. going through the line there over a thousand meters. Gets the twelve hundred meters now. Bred to get further. Um, I think it gets a great run for Benny Mallon from the gate. Um, as I say and. And it gives you a really, really good run. Um, I can see why there's been some money for Lady of Camelot. Gay's obviously got a team of two-year-olds at the moment. Um, gets the low draw, going to be forward, hippo on, et cetera, et cetera. I was just trying to think, like, when was the last time a horse led the Blue Diamond and won? Like, they're normally sort of high-pressure races and something sits midfield and comes over the top. They're obviously all coming off that 1,000, 1,100-metre form up in trip. Yep. Um, but then again, it's gay and, and we know how strong her horses are. It won't lack the fitness. So, of course, it's it's got a great chance. Bodyguards, a bit of rumour around today. Chance it's, it might be lame or it was lame. Um, they're vetting it tomorrow. So whether it runs or not, who knows. Um, high Octane is now getting out to a price. It had no luck last start. It was in the inferior ground. Um, it's pretty sort of nice barrier trial, I thought, for this. And Blake Sheen is absolutely airborne. So um, certainly give it a chance. And then I guess Anisa probably goes in my quaddy as well. It was good against the bias in the Coleman race. 
Um, if, if I'm backing Coleman, I've got to give it some chance. Have you got any any thoughts in this one? Oh, you've summed it up really well, mate. It's one of these ones I think I've uh, won a, on a few of these. And you know when you get a bit attached after winning on something, you kind of want to stick with them. I think I've won on Coleman. I've won on Lady Camelot. I won on Bodyguard as well. And there's a, there's not probably – it's just going to be the next step of improvement, isn't it? Who's Who's improved the most? That being said, I, I'm with you with Coleman. I, I had it on top. I just think um, quite a fair bit of confidence from the stable and the rider in track work. And that being said, Snowden's love targeting this. Got J-Mac ready for high octane. Bodyguard's done nothing wrong. Yeah, it's a cracking race, mate. I'm probably not going to bet into it. It's just a bit tricky for me. Fair enough. Uh, race nine, Group 1 Oakley Plate, 1,100-metre handicap. Terrific race. Always a good race. Interesting race. King's Gambit. Favourite early on the drift. Uh, it's a horse with a big turn of foot. It was just about going to start favourite in the Coolmore, I think, or was going to start favourite before it was scratched, maybe race morning on the day before. Um, it's been trialling up well, 50 kilos. It gets the gaps. It's going to be pretty hard to hold out, potentially. Um, as Fura went off mm. on first up, we obviously didn't hear it at <laughs> 220. It was well backed. It looked the winner. And then that day with us, it all running down the outside where the fence was off and they went hard first up off one trial, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And yeah, the the blue bomber bombed us, didn't it? But um, that's okay. It's going to be fitter here and um, it'll be up somewhere near the speed and running well. I thought it was a tough race. thought you could make cases for a lot of them. I was sort of just going to play one each way at odds. Um, I think it's... $27, Chain of Lightning. Um, just thought it had a little chance. It's got a really good first up record. Goes really well around Caulfield. Barrier 10 should just map sort of midfield and present. Um, I know they're going to be put a fair bit of water on this track. It's been hot down here in Melbourne. And if the fence is off, it could be the um, the strong horse late. Um, but, yeah, not a race on it yet overly involved you know i think it's a little bit tricky have you got any thoughts oh uh, yeah it's another hard race i i declared us forward to every everyone i knew honestly i was so confident i'm pretty sure i declared it to my bedside table i was that confident <laughs> um it's just i was broken when i saw it run down <laughs> I, you're right it probably wasn't in the best place um but yeah i i I think that's not a bad shout from you there. I know Moody has a huge opinion of Chain of Lightning, so I see where you're going there. It's interesting to see how well uh, one of our ones, Mornington Glory, hasn't that come from when? Uh, yeah, Glory. when we both sort of jumped on around the nines when it was uh, first up. That's that's uh, come a long way. So that's, that's twenty three dollars, which is an interesting one. Uh, another hard race, mate. I'm probably going to stick out of this one. Uh, fast for a wins, I, I'm probably going to. It's really going to be a bit hard to watch, but, but it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, King's Gambit, Barrier 1, where does it get to? Benedetta's got a lot of class. I really do like that horse. Uh, and I know Safira, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, Saripa has got some big raps too. Um, I'm going to stick out, mate, but very good luck with Chain of Lightning. I think I think you might be onto something there, and I'm sure Moody would agree. I've heard him say pretty big things about it. Yeah, just to, if you go back and have a look at some of its runs in the better races, it's, it's definitely got a run in it. And uh, we just have to hope for tomorrow's its day. Um, lastly, race 10. Um, 
I was going to jump on last week if we did the show and pick up Eternal Flame. Pretty heavenly. Oh, oh. Uh, it last week. Uh, but I took, took a bit of the $13 in the early markets on Monday. And yeah, that was. Uh, that wasn't an overly enjoyable experience. Anyway, it's on the quick backup off pretty much a barrier trial. Um, just looks to come back a better horse. Always shown a heap of talent. Um, bolted in here first up against Easier Oppo. Um, yep. And then, as I say, yeah, last week, um, pretty much had a barrier trial. I was climbing all over the backs of them at the mm. end. Ethan Brown does worry me a little bit since he's come back. I haven't had a heap of luck with him. Um, understand that when you have a fall on that, that it's sometimes... It must be like mentally such a such a challenge um, to come back and you know take gaps and slot in and all that sort of stuff. So he does look just a little bit off his game at this stage, but um, draws a nice map to just draws sorry draws a nice gate I should say in eight to uh, just slot in somewhere and peel to the middle of the track. Hopefully he's not looking to take runs inside again. And um, yeah, I think she he's done a run. Very, very well. I thought she should be favourite. And, yeah, that's uh, that's all I've got to say on that one. Have you? Did you have any thoughts on that last race? Yeah, I was on it fresh and I was on it last start. You've, you've summed it up perfectly. I, I could not possibly have that the same price as Revolutionary Abuse. There's, there's no way. Join the only, next to each other. Yeah, the only case you can make for Rev- Revolutionary Miss, I think, is the fact that it was – what was it last? It was like five weeks between runs last week. So that's that's the that's the only case. But I'm with you. Like it was Eternal Flame was on the back, just sort of jogging, wasn't it? As Revolutionary was getting getting the gap. Yeah, and and I'm just extremely confident it wins and turns the tables if it had that run. You just you, there's no denying that. And sometimes um, people can get a bit carried away if, if something's been blocked and go, oh, absolutely should have won, should have won, but. That's that's one where there was no troubles and look, I didn't have a, a very big bet on it. It was small, but with an unbiased opinion, I went, "Geez, that that would have won almost eased down with a clean crack." And it was good to see that it, it could have done that off the first up win because visually, I went, "Good luck beating that next start off the first up win." So I do think uh, it's it's a really good bet here. But you did make a good point uh, about Revolutionary Miss a lot fitter. That's um that is a fair point. It'll that'll bring it back a bit. So cracking race, but. I'm 100% with you, mate, with Eternal Flame, definitely. Very good. Uh, all right, I think that'll just about do us. Um, lastly, just make sure you give the Smart B social media and YouTube channels a follow. Um, there's always plenty of great content on there and also give the uh, guys that do the sports podcast a listen. They're great to listen to as well. And, um, yeah, I think that covers everything for now. We'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone. As they raise up towards the line, Russell's going along like a winner. With a photo finish between second and third. Oh!